Hello, TTV community. I am Bob Domena, and here with me, as always, is the very ardent Elliot Shibley. Ardent. I've heard of that. What does that mean? Enthusiastic or passionate. Oh, why yeah. don't you just say that? Um, because we need to think of cool things <laughs> or, or adjectives for each episode. That's why. Uh, all right. I'm cool with that. All right. Well, check out Minivan of Memories. They're We've been partnering with them since the beginning of the year. They offer a really cool, pod, not a podcasting platform. That's what we are. He does blogging. blog posts about travels. And they're just short little blurbs that you can send in with a picture. And it lets you kind of get your travel bug, your writing travel bug out of the way without actually having to have the platform yourself. Um, we recently have, are an affiliate with Little Passports. And they do awesome, awesome little kits that you can order and they're mailed to your house your kids can do them they have them from all different age groups from like two to i think mid-teens um, and then recently we became an affiliate with travel by locals and they are really cool we actually were they actually reached out to us and we started talking about some stuff and they do individual trips to locations and they have locals guiding those trips so it's not just you going and doing it with a tour group, but it's someone just like Bob and I for Philadelphia, we could be a part of it leading people around Philly. It's just that simple. And it's a really cool platform. Yeah. So I looked at it and I Google and I, and I put in Philadelphia to see what tours are being offered. There's actually not a cheesesteak tour yet. And so I That's don't- That's an opportunity. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, it's not like I have free time, <laughs> but- I really kind of, I, I want to do it. And so I may look into it at least once in a while, maybe once or twice a month. I don't know. I'm going to look into it, but we need a cheesesteak tour for Philadelphia. That's ridiculous. So I may step up to the plate for that one. Yeah. And from what I remember, you have very good knowledge of all of the cheesesteak places in Philly. I do. At least you did. I, I know. I still do. I've tried, there are, so I have not tried Delisandro's, which is highly regarded, um, but other than that, I have had Steve's, Jim's, Gino's, Pat's, uh, Cleaver's, which is, I don't know if that's really a popular one, but it's one that was very delicious near my sister's apartment in Rittenhouse. Um, there's, there's a few. Yeah. And so I think I could do it. I think I could, I think I could provide a tour um, <laughs> through Philadelphia, just stuffing our faces with cheesesteaks. So I may step All up right. to the plate. Anyway. Well, enough, enough about cheesesteaks. Who yeah. do we have on today? All right. So. Our next guest came to my attention uh, as I was doing research for my own tips on traveling with my infant. As some of you already heard, I have a nine-month-old daughter who I'm eager to get into the air and, and raise seeing the world. So my research took me to a website called Baby Can Travel. And so this website was incredibly helpful on different tips and trips, tips and tricks of traveling with an infant. And it was so helpful that I ended up reaching out to the owner of the of the website. And so but one thing led to another. We got her on the podcast, and that is actually what brings you to listening right now. So without further introduction, please give a very warm welcome to Celine Brewer of babycantravel.com. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Celine, thank yeah. you for coming on the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Thank you for having me. 
I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I- I'm very excited. So I came across your website, um, Baby Can Travel, as I was doing my own research, um, trying to figure out ways to travel with my own baby. So I have a nine-month-old uh, daughter. And I just, thank you. I just got back from our first trip with her um, yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. First plane ride. uh, First time checking a uh, stroller and car seat at the (laughs) gates. We did, we checked it at the gate. First time traveling with more backpacks than I've ever had to carry in one time in my entire life. Um, It was, it was quite the uh, event. So I'm really excited to have you on today and get to know you and your website, um, and and I guess just share tips and information on traveling with a baby. Yeah, absolutely. First, I want to hear where you went. So we went to Savannah, Georgia. So awesome. we're located in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we flew out of Philadelphia, and it was a nice two-hour flight uh, direct to nice. Savannah. And we had a nice few days there, almost a week there, and flew back yesterday. Um, this is in preparation. She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to go on a plane um, to Europe and, and around the world. And so this was a this was her initiation into the family. Uh, we were joking, and she passed. She actually did really good. Awesome! Uh, That's a great way to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She slept both flights straight awesome. through, oh, give or take. You know, she woke up a little bit, but yeah. um, I've never wanted to tell the pilot uh, on the intercom to just maybe just you know only if it's an emergency, just relax on those announcements. Yeah. Um, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never realized how loud those speakers were until you have a sleeping baby. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Or yeah. or how loud the bathroom door is, or how many people congregate by the bathroom door to talk until yeah, your baby's yeah. sleeping. You're like, shh. Right. Like, hey, you don't want this baby to cry just as much as I don't want this baby to cry. Totally. So maybe we all just be quiet. Yeah. Um, but it was actually it was smoother than I thought because it was it's really stressful. Um, the first you don't one want is your stressful. baby to. Yeah, you don't want your baby to scream and cry on an airplane. Yeah. Um, Nobody and... wants your baby to cry. No, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. No, no. So I guess um, I, I, if you want to take the lead on it, I mean, we could start with your website. So you have sure. this awesome, this beautiful website, all the information you need, um, different uh, travel gear, travel tips, flying, travel planning. You have it separated by different destinations. Um, and so I guess, how did you start your website? All right, so let's go back to 2013. We actually took our daughter um, when she was three months old on her first trip. And, you know, it's, I say this every time, and everybody's probably like, yeah, yeah, Slim, we know your story, blah, blah, blah. But I got that, you know, that same comment that everybody gets when you have a baby or when you're pregnant. Oh, I guess your travel days are over. My husband and I, before getting married and having kids, had taken a year off our jobs and we went traveling around the world. We went for an entire year. We went to 29 countries, had this amazing time. And that was our thing. Like we were like traveling. And then, you know, I got pregnant and everyone's like, oh, guess you're not doing that anymore. And we were like, we talked about it. We literally sat down and talked about it. We're like, I don't want to give that up. I can't give up that part of my life. I can't. It's just, it's who we are not doing it. So we we had decided when I was pregnant that we were going to go on a trip as soon as possible to make sure we wouldn't give it up as long as excuse me as long as i was fine and the baby was fine we were gonna go so um our daughter was born in july and by october she was yeah it was october she was three months old we took her from calgary in canada to barcelona so we went we were like all in we're like we're doing this we are going all the way across the pond we're going and uh and it was amazing 
it, it was That's... it was easy. It was amazing. She was three months. All she did was sleep and poop and eat. And, you know, she didn't even really cry. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds like an adult. Right. Right. <laughs> so I love how you threw yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And isn't it annoying that everybody is, says that? I, I got that it. so many times. I don't I don't get it. And I mean, it makes sense. A lot of people are deterred and yeah. they don't travel anymore. Yeah. And so I, I get it. But if it's your passion, like yeah. it is yours, like it is mine and Elliot's, um, you figure it out. I, I'm completely totally. okay with. I mean, I'm I'm pretty realistic with it. I I know I'm, I have a baby now, and it's not going to be the same. Yeah, it's going to be harder. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of you know you know a lot more steps involved. But I'm willing to put in that work. I'm more than willing to put in totally. that work. Um, to continue on with that that lifestyle. So yeah, I, I don't get why. I think that's the difference. Yeah, is that the people that don't necessarily have the passion don't necessarily want to overcome the hardship. How much? I think you're right. exactly right. And you know, let, let's be honest though. It does get harder and it is stressful to start, but it also gets easier. Like one of our big tips is that like go early, go often, and don't let one really bad trip ruin it because kids change. Like right now, so my kids are almost six and almost three. And like, we've had some pretty like not so great trips. I don't want to like put them down too much. Um, actually, the worst one was when she was nine months old. Um, cause she was just like, it was a bad trip. She didn't want to sleep. She didn't want to, you know, but now with our kids, like we get to do so many things and like, we're, we're confident in traveling with them. We've done it so many times, you know, you know what toddlers suck. They do. I'm just going to say it. Lots of people, like (laughs) if you want something to deter you from traveling, travel with a toddler, like babies are one thing. Toddlers are a whole, like I've had my kid doing down dogs on the airplane seat, right? Like doing headstands and down dogs. And you're just sitting there going, oh my God, please just sleep, please. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, <laughs> that's, that's sound advice. <laughs> but again, you can time. do it. Yeah. Right. But, but you do it and you get through it and you change what you're doing. So, you know what? You spend a little bit more time at playgrounds. Or you split up your time with your parent, like your the other parent, or you, you know, you just take it from, you push yourself yeah. a little bit every time and it gets, it does get better. Yeah. I, we had a good system too. Uh, my wife and I, we're, we're, we've traveled a lot, I guess, together and we had, you know, she handled the baby, I handled the bags and the stroller and we broke it down and we had a plan going into it. Um, and it really, it ended up paying off because our transition, you know, getting the baby out of the stroller, put the stroller on the, in the thing, throw the bags on, take everything out. You are, are process from going through security was very smooth um, and everything going on in the plane was very smooth. So I think a piece of advice that I now have is you need to plan it out a little bit more than you might have. Even just going through security, you know, who's grabbing the bags, who's handling the baby and and it just makes for an easier time. Planning is planning is vital. Yep. I, um, I love that. That that is such a great tip. And my husband and I did that too. Like we had our jobs. My job was always the baby. His job was everything else. <laughs> So I made sure she was fed. I made sure I was holding her. Like, obviously he, don't get me wrong, but that was the main go in, right? So that is such a great tip. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then once you're there, well, so I guess let's start with packing. Yep. Um, Because I guess that's one of the first things that you do when you're traveling with a baby. So there is a lot to pack as far as from formula. There can be. There can be, but right. yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? I'll let you <laughs> take I like, it. I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll let you take it. Um, 
I'll be honest, we we really try to not pack. A- I get it. If your baby's on formula, there's probably a little bit to pack. I, I breastfed both of our babies. So really, I was there. You're good, too, right? So I get it. I'll give you that. There is definitely more to pack if you have a... But like on our first trip, we didn't bring a stroller. We didn't bring a crib. We didn't bring any of that stuff. We made sure the hotel had a crib that we were happy with. We called them in advance. We made sure that they had us in a quiet location. We didn't bring a stroller. We rented it when we got there from a like a baby equipment rental company. And so we brought our clothes, a baby carrier, and that was it. Like it was pretty simple. Oh, when wow. You, when so- you say baby carrier... Are you talking one that you just like kind of hold? No. Make an emotion? Like, or is it like on your body? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I actually brought two. So I have. <laughs> Elliot, were you thinking of? Were you thinking of like a a, a cat crate or something? <laughs> yes. Yes. No, that, that's for a the box. Toddlers. A box with holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the toddler stage. Yeah. <laughs> so so there can like we've always said you know when you're at home absolutely use all of those things that you can right like you know you have your baby swing and that's amazing and you have a whole bunch of baby things that make your life easier but you don't always need those so you can rent things from most places when you're going to a major city you can rent things there um you can spend a lot of money on like specific travel gear as well but like even airbnbs a lot of them will give you a high chair they'll give you you know, a, a crib or, a, you know, a pack and play or a travel crib or whatever, something like that. If you ask, sometimes they don't have them listed, but they can get it for you. So there are ways to keep that, that packing light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we ended up, um, when I booked the hotel, they, they gave us a crib. Yeah. I, I put it in there that I needed yep. a crib and they had one ready for us, which was really nice. Um, they offered to put us on a higher floor awesome. to be away from the street. Nice. But uh, that room wasn't available, so we ended up getting the second floor. But it still, it worked out. It wasn't too loud. Um, And then we ended up bringing a carry-on bag for her with bottles and toys, um, just some things to keep her occupied. Um, But that that was it. And then a lot of clothes, uh, different outfits. Uh, What about diapers? Diapers, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you handle it? Uh, So when I I did it, I I ended up, we brought just enough for us to travel there. And then ended up buying a bag from CVS, a a bag of diapers just to have them. So we didn't need to carry them. Yeah. So for diapers, I will be perfectly honest. I have brought enough for an entire trip, an entire two week trip before. I, I know, crazy, right? Because I had the space. We brought two bags. We didn't pack a whole lot of other things. And I brought them. I just had the space for it. But... I would say that, you know, I'm going to be honest. Oftentimes I still bring them just because it's easier. <laughs> that's, Even, that's a lot. I mean, I know. Elliot, I guess you don't really know this, but so how many diapers would you say a baby goes through in a day? I would, I would assume three. It's much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. that's a lot of that's diapers. That's a lot of pack. diapers. And I have packed a lot so of diapers it? before. It depends on the day. It does. And the baby and what they're eating. Right. And <laughs> it's a lot more than three. Yeah. Um, what would you say I the don't average know. is? Like maybe even a range, low end to high end. Six, seven yeah, to 10? Yeah, I would have said six <laughs> as an average. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so, yeah. But the only other thing I would say. A day. Yeah. What I would say to that though is I like convenience. I like just having it. I like not worrying about it. I like not having to go out and buy them. But that depends where you're going and where you're staying and how like how close you are to getting to a pharmacy or a grocery store. And there's no right or wrong. There's not. Like, I get it. Sometimes we have just bought them there. 
a lot of times I just pack them because I have them at home and it's easy. But there's there's right. no wrong way. It's whatever works for you. And what about the folks that use like new bags? Yeah, right. Well, you just get those what? there, I suppose. <laughs> Wait, is that <laughs> no? <laughs> Not a um, thing. The, the loincloths. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest pieces of equipment uh, that people are traveling with is the stroller and car seat. And this is actually an issue that I'm going to end up running into um, when I go to Italy. We're going to do a road trip through Italy. And this was sort of the Savannah trip was sort of preparation for that. Um, the car seat and the stroller seem to be a big thing. Do we, you know, do we just bring our car seat and and travel with it? Do we buy a new car seat there? And just put it in the rental. Do we uh, pay for a car seat through the rental company, which I know is like really expensive? Do we just uh, mail one, mail ours to the Airbnb? There are so many different options, and um, it, it's hard to figure out which way to go. Do you have Do you have any recommendations or suggestions on this? Yeah. So you know what? That's a conversation that you guys are going to have every single trip. What are we going to do about car seats? It comes up. We still talk about it. What are we going to do about car seats? We want to go. Um, we have how we have handled that. We have rented from car rental companies. We have, I'll tell you some experiences on that. Um, we have rented from baby equipment rental companies, which you'll get a much better deal on usually than from your car rental. And they're probably a lot better. Um, we've brought our own though very infrequently. And actually on our next trip, we probably will be buying when we go there. So if you're planning on bringing your own, I think for one, if you're gonna have a seat for your baby, if it's gonna be a lap, child, then maybe that's a little bit different. But um, if you're going to buy a seat anyways, you might want to bring a car seat on, which makes it much easier to just bring your own. If you're going to be moving around a lot and not really using it a whole lot, then I question whether or not you really need one. Because there's that too, right? Like we had, when we went to Barcelona, we actually chose to go to Barcelona because we knew we would, we could get around without ever needing a car seat. So we went there, we took public transit from the airport to our hotel. We walked everywhere we went and we used the subway if we had to, but we, we never got into a car. So we didn't bring a car seat. Um, and same as when we went to London and Paris, we had a car seat with us just because we used it on the plane and we used it in the taxi back to the airport. But other than that, that was the first time we'd been in a car the whole time we were there. We're big, we're wow. big like public transportation, trains, whatever else we can do to avoid <laughs> bringing the car seats. Because a lot of times we walk everywhere we go. So we're like, I don't want to be tripping over this car seat in our hotel room the whole time. Right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, walking, walking is good. Yep. Well, no, I mean, we've done a ton of walk. We did a ton of walking on this trip. That's pretty much all we did in yeah. Savannah was just walk around the city and enjoy like the, the parks and everything. Um, but so, I mean, for, for my Italy trip specifically, we wanted to road yep. trip. We wanted to avoid public transportation yep. just because I wanted to see more of yep. the countryside and small villages yep. and not be stuck to Venice and Florence and, and Rome. Yep. Um, and so at, if that's going to be our itinerary, then we, we sort of need totally. a car seat, right? And so, yeah. Well, you could get a travel yeah. car seat so, too, right? Like one that's a little bit lighter. The one that you'll see recommended probably more often than not is the Costco Sonera, I think it's called. I didn't have one, but so a lot of people will buy a car seat specific for travel because it's lighter weight, okay. it's smaller, it's easier to bring with you. You know, you can gate check it on the plane if you don't have a seat. Just bring it to the gate. Maybe you'll get a seat. Maybe you'll get lucky and you can use it there. Um, and then you have it. Like if you're going to spend the whole time okay. in the car that's probably worth having a car seat that you trust. The rental car companies, my issue with that is a lot of times they'll say it's not guaranteed and they really don't have 
like a lot of times in their like wording will be like there's no guarantee you're gonna get it i'm like well if it's not guaranteed there's no way i'm going that way plus it's expensive plus they don't really take that good a care of them yeah now a baby equipment rental company probably will have a much better like a higher quality seat they're probably much better taken care of they've probably been properly cleaned um so that that's another option if you're going starting and coming back to the same place but again, that is going to be an expensive option if you're using it for, I don't know how long you're for, but if you're using it for a month, that becomes, you know, you might be like, you know what, just bring my, just bring your own. Right, right. And I thought of actually just ordering it on Amazon mm-hmm. and just changing the shipping address totally. to my hotel or Airbnb. Yep. Um, so there's a few ways you yep. can go. So yeah. let me ask, as a non-parent, and I'm sure there's a people that might be thinking, do you absolutely need a car seat? If you're- Even if you're traveling in the car. Uh, yes, absolutely. If you're traveling in, if you've rented a car, you don't usually need it for a taxi. Taxis are usually exempt. Now that's a personal decision, whether or not you feel safe enough or for your baby safe enough in a taxi without a car seat. I, some people do it. Some people don't. I have done it and I have not done it. So, so what about in situations like Southeast Asia where a majority of the transportation oh, well, is like yeah. tuck tuck? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I guess you could still, I guess that's your choice though. You're transporting Tuk Tuk, but they also have taxi and private. Yeah. So we were just in Thailand in December and had actually not really thought it through, to be honest with you. Thought we were going to go to Chiang Mai and walk everywhere. And when we got there, we're just like, this isn't, it's just not going to need to take, um, so not Uber, but Grab over there is very similar. So we did that quite a bit and we didn't have car seats. And you know what? We were like, uh, we either don't do it or we take the risk here. And it's not required by law. It's not this. I mean, look how many people they put on a scooter like or a motorbike, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they carry their babies in a baby carrier, like on their front or on their back on that. So yeah. it's not yeah. the same as U.S. and Canada, right? The requirements aren't the same. And yeah. I'll be honest, I wasn't overly happy with the decision just because I don't like having my kids in the backseat without a car seat but we did take the risk and it was you know we did take a few car rides and we were like okay this is the decision and i know people are gonna be all over me for that one but you it's, well you're it, not the only you're yeah not the only one no we did, we did a podcast back in uh late 2018 and it was with the jet setting family oh, yeah. and they were talking about their trip to we're like well there's a lot of different kinds kinds of transportation you get around and yep. sometimes available. So they have cars with Yep. And they said the exact same thing. They're like, people are gonna hate us for that, but until you get in that situation, you gotta make time to Yep. Yeah. And to be honest, I never like I did feel I'm like, well, you know, they're not I get it. They're not driving that fast, you know, all that stuff. But you you make a decision. You as a parent, you make a decision of the risks you're willing to take with your kids. So Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean, so that was something that my wife and I did with even the flight. We did not buy the extra seat. We had her on our lap. And even that is a risk um, in the event you hit turbulence and you need to hold on to your baby. Um, It's, I don't know, it's It's one of those. those And and I've seen people ripped apart in Facebook groups for just having a lap infant and i'm like you know what yeah i know we uh, i know and it's like we some people can't afford to buy another seat some people don't want to spend the money like that's okay that is your choice people have been flying like this for a very long time and you know what lots of bad things can happen at any point in the day 
Like, <laughs> you know, that's the way the way I was looking at it. She she was we were still less likely to run into issues in an airplane on yeah. turbulent, you know, going through turbulence than her being in the proper car seat in her car, just driving yep. through New yep. Jersey. Um, so, yeah, yes, it was a risk. Yes. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to do the full seat for yep. Italy where it's a yeah. longer flight. Um, but for the two hour flight, I think it was like an hour and 40 minutes. We went with the lap yep. option. And I've done the lap option even with like a 19 month old toddler to Japan. And I, you know, you do. The only other thing I'd like to say yeah. back to the car seat thing as well is just maybe do a little bit of research about putting the car seats in to the car and just, I'm not exactly sure how they work. I know a lot of times you'll hear like you might need a locking clip because the seatbelts don't lock the same way ours do. So if you are going to bring your own, just a little heads up to make sure that you looked into it. I'm not an expert on car seats around the world. So just, just a heads up. <laughs> yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. So what are your, some of your other favorite pieces of travel gear for babies? Yeah. I am very much a like carry my baby, carry my toddler everywhere. So, and that's why like, if you look at our pictures, um, you'll especially see this. We actually have a second site called Family Ken Travel. And you'll see that we almost always have our kids, we're carrying them, carrying them on our back. We have big backpack carriers. Um, we do quite a lot of like active travel with them, lots of hiking and stuff like that. So for us, having a way to carry our kids is absolutely number one thing that we talk about bringing. Um, as far as babies, I always made sure to have like something for white noise. I would use an app on my phone just because you never know what you're going to get for a hotel room. Um for the, like, as instead of a high chair, I always use the My Little Seat, which can, like, attach. So it's basically a fabric high chair that attaches to the back of a seat because it, it packs down really small and you can carry it with you. Um, so I always use that. And you can actually get a baby carrier, the Anya baby, that has that built in, which I think is really it's one less thing. Yeah, it's one less thing to bring. Uh, what else do I always bring? So I always brought like those big like Aiden and Anias blankets, the big like cotton blankets, because I would use them for everything. I'd use them if they were cold. I'd use them for like if I was breastfeeding as a cover, I would use them for, you know, whatever. Like I'd use them as like diaper change on the ground if I had to. I would use them for absolutely everything. I'd use them to block sun on a stroller and I will say that I have since found a product that I think is way better for that. And it's called the Cozy Go. And I, we tested it out for the website last year. And it's amazing. It blocks like 97% of the light. It's just, yeah, oh, wow. really cool. Yeah. So the, the Cozy yeah, Go. We have a review on our website. Okay. I just, I was like, why did I not have that when I was a baby? And it also goes over the bassinet for the airplane. If you can get a bassinet for your baby. So which is also worth looking into. I didn't even think about this in preparation yep. for the episode, but are there different breastfeeding laws in different countries that are, you know, maybe different than United States? Oh God. I, you, you know what? I think that you're probably going to have a much easier time <laughs> anywhere outside of the U S um, you know, people are much more relaxed about it. They're much more like, you know, think about the topless beaches, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. like people, well, Elliot, remember, yeah, go ahead. Ellie, re remember Peru? Yeah. 
Yeah. It, but what it about, just what about the, like Southeastern Asian countries or Middle Eastern countries that are heavily Muslim also are very like covered the entire body? Yeah. I suspect you would have to either be covered. I, I don't know the exact rules for there, but it certainly is something you'd want to look into and modesty would probably be your friend, right? But as far as like Western Europe, like we were in Barcelona and it was like people were doing it everywhere. I remember being in London in one of the museums and this woman was doing it like no cover, no problem, right? Like, and people didn't even look. They were just like, it wasn't even happening, which is very different than the US and even Canada. I'm not gonna, like Canada can be bad too, where people just have an issue with it. And a lot of other places are like, this is how babies are fed, yeah. right? And a lot of places that the babies are fed that way because they don't have the money to buy formula. Like that is how it's, done right there isn't as much of a choice as what we have we're fortunate that we have that choice yeah yeah it was culture shock going to peru and we saw multiple women breastfeeding just out in the open yeah um there was a woman who operated a uh, tour company tour yeah. and she went into her store and she just was in the middle of breastfeeding and for us it was awkward yep. and but for her it was no problem at all she just stopped and and got to helping us with with touring information yep so I, yeah it's very different i remember when we were on our year-long trip so well before kids like you don't even think about those things at the time right and we were I don't even know where we were. It was someplace in South America as well. And this woman was standing on like the patio or whatever. And this toddler literally went up to her and just like from underneath lifted her shirt and just, and I was just like, what just happened there? But it was just so normal, you know? And so we certainly don't see that here, right? Maybe a little bit more now (laughs) people, it's getting to be hopefully a little bit more normalized, but yeah, not to that extent. (laughs) Yeah. Not think, not in I, the United States. Yeah. Or Canada. Like the bombs a lot here. Yeah. You know what? Canada's not that different. It's really yeah. not. <laughs> so, so the next thing I want to get into is like airport security. Because I was thinking about this when Bob made the joke about, <laughs> or I guess I kind of made the joke about carrying the baby in a box. Yeah. Um, so you don't put the baby through the x-ray machine. No, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> You do carry her through the X through the yeah. um, the metal detector. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they? If you have a baby and they're doing the full body scans, do you take the baby through the metal detector still with the baby once, and then you have to do it? That's very detailed. No, that's a good uh, question. Well, <laughs> well, when I just traveled with my wife and baby, Marlia went through mm-hmm. the metal detector with the baby, and I had to go through the the body scan. Okay. And all of our bags uh, went through the x-ray um but on our way back our stroller was too wide for the x-ray machine and so that had to get mm, you know fondled manually yep. just checked for uh checked for anything and then it was brought through um but it was very easy it was so much easier than i thought it was going to be yeah and if you're a little it, bit prepared like you know all your formula needs to come out or your baby food needs to come out they'll take a look at it it's just mm-hmm. good to know what you're mm-hmm. getting into. yeah you can you can take yep. uh like formula and breast milk through yep yeah, reasonable quantities, I think okay. is what they say. There's no given amount. It's in reasonable quantities. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And usually up till two, like even traveling with a toddler, like I would bring those baby food pouches, which would, you know, or toddler food or whatever, just to make sure I had something that he would eat on the plane for extra food. And he was two. It was fine. I would take like I'd bring like six and I'd take them out and they'd be like, yeah, we're good. They would, they usually take them away and test one and bring them back. Yeah. So it, on your website, you also have uh, these, these travel guides. Yeah. And so you separate them by destination. 
Yeah, so we actually, we didn't start with the idea that we were going to have a blog. When we were looking for information at the time that we went to Barcelona, keep in mind this is 2013, there was way less people blogging. Way, way, way less. And it was really hard to find destination-specific information for traveling with a baby. Like, we wanted to know specifics. We wanted to know all of the questions you guys are asking me. We wanted to know, can I just breastfeed in public? Is that going to be a problem? Because I didn't know. This was I was all new to me. Can we bring a stroller? Can I bring a stroller into that church? Can I bring it to that attraction? Am I going to have to leave it outside? Are there steps? Like, all of these questions that we had and we didn't know. And so... We went and we figured it out. And so we like, our plan was to write these books. So we wrote one on Barcelona. We wrote one on New York, um, Paris and London. And then we wrote a generic one. And, and then we were getting like traffic by blogging. And because that was much, I think, easier for people and, you know, it was free and there was more information online. Um, that was the better way to go on our blog than the books. Our books are still there. They are still for sale. We actually have a plan on updating them um, just because we haven't spent much time updating them, but they are like as detailed as you can get for those major cities. Are there common themes that you ended up noticing among them that seem to just translate across each city? Um, Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it was kind of trial and error through each city, but we would, you know, we would go and find like, what were the best parks? Where were the best like playgrounds? But as far as like specific to a baby, I don't know. I guess we found it was a lot easier to get around by stroller everywhere we went than maybe what some people had led us to think. Like I remember reading um, posts, some about Paris that people were like, oh, do not bring a stroller there. You will hate your life. And I was like, we brought a stroller. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So yeah, I keep getting that um, in for Italy for Positino. Positano. Okay, yeah, um, I haven't been. Now, yeah, yeah, apparently there's a lot of stairs. Do not yeah. bring a stroller. Do not bring a baby. Um, yeah. You're gonna have a horrible time. Um, I'm debating on doing it. Um, I'm gonna have to read through your your Italy yeah. blogs. I see you have Venice, which is gonna be our first stop. You have Rome. Yeah. And and then you have how do you pronounce that? Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Loved it. Um, Yeah, and you know what? I heard the same about Venice, but I bet you if you went onto Instagram and you looked there, you'd find a whole heck of a lot of parents who have gone and have brought a stroller. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, and then I also want to get the backpack where I can actually hold her in my back. Do you have a preferred... I love my backpack carrier. And oh my so gosh. which one do we you have? We have two of them. Okay. I have the um the Deuter Kid Comfort 3. Okay. I recommend going and trying them out. I've seen, you know, I've, I keep track of what people like out there. I still use my Deuters. The Osprey Poco is another one that is highly recommended. So we talk about both of those on ours, but I like them because, well, my husband and I each have one for each of the kids. Um, and we do use like our daughter's getting a bit big for it now. She's going to be six, but I'm not going to lie. Four and a half, five years old. We still used it with her. Like we would, we've been hiking in Norway. We've been to Iceland. We've been like hiking all over with our kids and those things. So I think they are well worth the money. Perfect. Yeah. I know I I plan on hiking with my, with my daughter. I know Elliot is going to, he's a big hiker. What else do you recommend for uh, people who may want to continue with like the active lifestyle with a baby? 
So definitely the backpack carrier. You you have to get one of those. You know the really great thing about that is they have a like the pouch for like your camelback or your water bladder. And plus they have the big like I like the Joiter because it's got the big pocket in the back. Because I don't like carrying a backpack on my front as well. So everything goes back there, right? Kid, snacks, water, the whole deal. Teach your kid how to drink out of that straw, we're good to go, right? Um, that's phenomenal. Yeah, it, they're awesome. I, um, I I assumed it was just like the kid carrier. I didn't know that they actually had made ones, essentially a modified camel bag. Yeah. 20 liter hiking bag. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy. But I mean, if you're a hiker, you know, you're obviously in decent shape. You can do it. Yeah. So does it have like the, the chest straps and the hip straps? You bet. You bet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So the way the toddler or the baby sits or stands, is it strictly for standing or is it sitting? No, they're sitting. They're sitting, which is okay. nice. Yeah. And do they face the back? No. So they the face you. They face the back of your head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't, you can't, you shouldn't actually use them until your baby's sitting. So over six months old is when we started using it because your baby has to be able to support themselves. Um, but like you, like the Deuter one. Financially. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that day. But they also have like, uh, they also have, oh, what are they called? Like foot strap, um, stirrups, stirrups. So their yes. legs aren't hanging in time. Um, yeah, we hiked all over Cinque Terre. We hiked in all of the towns there with our kids in those backpacks. So I imagine, I mean, Bob, that sounds like it'd be similar to Pasa. Positino. Yes. Because it, I mean, I'm looking at the photo on the, yeah. the website and it looks like it'd be all stairs. Isn't that, is that on the way to Cinque Terre? No, so Chiquitata is, is uh, northwest, <laughs> like okay. towards the towards the northwestern border, and uh, Positano okay. is uh, in the Amalfi Coast, um, oh, south of okay. Naples. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that was a dumb question. But they, well, they look very similar <laughs> though, with yeah. the pastel structures on the cliff face overlooking, you know, the Mediterranean. Very similar um, architecture and uh, geography. So I would assume that they're probably pretty similar uh, with the steps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about it. I'm just going to do exactly what you said. I'm going to look into those carriers yeah. and, and get a good yep. carrier. And I'm kind of a weirdo in the fact that I'll look at it as like a workout and I'll look at all those totally, steps I don't have on my back. And it's like, all right, yeah. it's time to, to get my workout and work off that pasta that I've been Absolutely. shoveling down my... Are you going to do some pull-ups too? Some <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. You may not get back up if you do the squats, <laughs> but good luck. <laughs> so as for those backpack carriers... You know, I get people always ask about those. We just check ours with our luggage, like no problem. And remember when I talked about diapers <laughs> and bringing lots of extra? Guess where those went? <laughs> so ah. I just like fill it in there, right? And then I have them. But the other thing is what I have done, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't with that one, is when we check our bags, I'll ask if they have those great big giant plastic bags. And I'll ask them for one and I'll put my backpack carrier in there just so it doesn't get dirty. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You can always ask. Why so not, you, right? So you check. I'm sorry. You did. You said you check the the carrier. I checked it with my luggage. Ch- yeah. Okay. Not gate check. I check it. Yeah. yeah. You check it. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we always because we don't we don't really I think we've traveled with our own stroller once on all of our trips. We always say like, well, we don't have a stroller. Can this be our baby item? So. Okay. And so you really yeah. don't bring a stroller. That's no. wow. I, yeah. So you, you carry your kid everywhere. That's impressive. I'm actually very impressed because yeah. we use the stroller <laughs> every day, all day in Georgia, just wheeling her around because it was easy for her to sleep. Now, if, you're, if your baby right. gets tired, what do you do? Just She'll just fall asleep in whatever carrier she's in? 
or he? Yeah. Well, so, well, two things. So we did use a stroller at home. Don't get me wrong there. Like we would walk our dogs and all of that using a stroller quite a bit. Um, we stopped using a stroller for travel completely when our son was 14 months old and our daughter was, so she'd have been just over three. Um, so we just completely stopped using a stroller at that point. And yeah, they, now my kids, I'll be honest, my kids do not sleep on the go very well. They are great night sleepers, great night sleepers. Doesn't matter where we would travel to, they would be like asleep at night and sleep straight, but they don't sleep very well. So they would oft, sometimes fall asleep in the carrier and I would have a way better chance with them falling asleep in a carrier with me walking than in a stroller anyways. Okay, all right. But they just weren't used to it. Like we didn't do that at home. They were always home for naps. So they that wasn't what they did. And we just dealt with it when we were on the trip. Like we'd take breaks. We'd go back to our hotel room or our Airbnb, give them a nap and then head back out. That was one of the biggest so. adjustments that I think we were dealing with was, you know, typically when you travel with just your significant other, you wake up in the morning, you head out and you don't come back until, you know, the end of the night. Yeah. After dinner, right, yeah. You crash and then you do it all over again. But now we had to go back, you know, every few hours. We would go out, get breakfast, do a little sightseeing, and then you'd have to go back to the hotel and give her time to take a nap. And um, yeah, it, it completely revamps your style. <laughs> Just it's so it's yep. it's your so style. different. Yeah, I'm not one to take breaks. Um, I'm very yep. yeah. I have a very jam packed itinerary typically, but um, yeah. so it was different. Your itinerary is usually 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And so I struggled with that a lot because we very much were like, go, go, go. Walk all day long, see as much as we could, and just go. Um, we did realize, remember that trip I said that was awful when my daughter was nine months old, that she just would not nap on the go. I mean, it was bad. We were in New York. Like, what a horrible place. Of course, she's not going to sleep there. There's too much going on. But we just decided that it was better for our family if we just took a break and brought her back to the hotel for a nap. It just worked better for her. She slept better. She was happier. We were all happier. And you know what? It's it's still exhausting. Like you're looking after a kid and sightseeing. That quiet time was kind of nice. But so my husband and I, what we decided was we would take turns going out. So he would stay home for a nap today and I would go out by myself and I would just go out and walk or do whatever or grab a coffee or whatever. And then the next day would be his turn. And that's so that's when we had one kid. And that was awesome because you got like as a parent, you got some alone time. You weren't ha- like you didn't have to talk to anybody. You just got to do your own thing. And so I highly recommend doing that as well. <laughs> that sounds nice. I did. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the, the coming back and taking naps because I took naps with her. And at right? one point, the three of us just all got in bed and took a nice yep. like hour and a yep. half nap. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, let's go back out. And we got ready and we all, the three of us went back out together. So it, it was pretty cool. It's different. Um, it's just, it's different, but it was really enjoyable um, experiencing yeah. travel in that way. Yeah. And you know, it's only different for a little while, right? Because like my kids now three and six don't nap. So we can have them out all day. It's still not, we still don't get to see everything we want to see. We still, and you know, a lot of times we're like, we're just going to have to come back here. We just can't do it all, but it's, it's different now. They don't need to nap. So we just go all day doing whatever we want to do. Now, do you pick when you're planning these trips, pick um, parks and find beaches or things that you know that they will enjoy in addition to, um, you know, the museums or just looking at architecture and things like that? 
Yeah, we, if it, so between our two blogs, you, you guys probably don't know. So we have, I mentioned before, our family can travel blog. So that's much more about our active family travel, lots of hiking posts. But we also have lots of posts on there about all the playgrounds we've visited, <laughs> all the playgrounds we found in Kyoto and Tokyo and Rome. And yeah, we've written specific posts just about finding playgrounds. So we do go through the effort of finding playgrounds when we travel. Because you know what? That's downtime too, right? They get to play. They get to be kids. They get to run. Especially when we're carrying them a lot, we want to make sure that they have, they're out, they're moving, they're doing their own thing. Right. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's something that, um, that I'm going to have to look forward to uh, or look for um, in my planning. Yeah. Uh, parks and then beaches. Um, yeah. You know, something that I found really interesting and I've heard a bunch of times was traveling with a kid, how much friendlier people are. And how much oh. more accommodating people are. Holy crap. People have never been nicer to me in my I entire know, life. Right? It was it was <laughs> it was kind of weird at first because no matter where we went, there was someone um just willing to maybe help out a little bit or or just talk to us. They liked sharing a lot of people like sharing their own personal stories when mm-hmm. they had a baby at, you know, whatever age your baby currently is. But I mean on the plane we had a woman br- sitting across from us playing peekaboo with our daughter when she was being fussy. It was just a ton of different things. It was really cool. It was just this brand new travel experience where people were so willing to just reach out and talk to you and ask you if you needed help. Yeah. Really. Even even restaurants, right? Or anywhere you go. Yes. Like people are just like, they see babies and like they're like little magnets. People are just like, oh my God, <laughs> a baby, right? And even like we found like hiking, we were just down in Utah and even hiking with our kids, like normally you would hike and you would just hike and you would go, right? And you don't necessarily stop and talk to everybody, but because our kids were doing it, everybody would stop. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was really fun. I mean, we ended up getting really great seats in restaurants. Uh, we got upgraded the first class on our flight home. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. And then she started being fussy and I'm like, oh no, like I hope she doesn't cry the entire time when we're in first class. These people paid a lot of money for their seats and now they're going to have a crying infant. And they were all so nice. They were just so nice. The guy across from us talked about how he has a granddaughter who's nine months. The woman diagonal was the one playing peekaboo. And so, you know, in those moments where you're like, oh no, my baby's going to start screaming, crying. You have these really nice people around you. Um, it was, it's, it's a cool experience. I really enjoy it. It's nice to be reminded of the wonderful people in the world, right? Because we always hear the bad stories of the people who are, you know, upset about the baby crying or, you know, shaming some mom for breastfeeding or whatever it might be, right? But then you go and they're really, you do get reminded because there always is somebody who makes a point of talking to you or asks about your kid or helps you out or there's just always somebody. Yeah. So it's a good reminder. I remember when we were talking to the Jet Setting family, they really keyed in on that playground, like finding a playground. And then they were like, it's such a good resource to get suggestions for things to do, dinner, breakfast, whatever, because everyone wants to talk to you about, or not necessarily about your kid, but because you have a kid. Right. Yeah. It it makes you instantly more relatable to so many people. Like it's just, so many people know where you, you are what you're coming from, like the things that you're dealing with, and they all have their own information or, or advice. Sometimes it's unwarranted and you don't want it, but nonetheless, you're when you have a baby, you're just relatable to the people around you. And that goes across languages and cultures. 
Um, so it's, it's very cool. And more approachable too, right? Like you have this kid and like that, like if they don't feel comfortable talking to you, they could talk to the kid. Like it's, you're just so much more approachable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you just send your kid. Like if you have a question, you're like, go, go ask them. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have, you need to be an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Cecily, do you have any other like just general travel advice for babies, maybe new parents that, um, are thinking about doing it on the fence with traveling? Yep. Um, I wrote down a few tips that I had. I think as far as flying goes, I would say like be familiar with your airline and what they can offer and what you need to do to get your baby on the ticket and all of that kind of stuff. Like I think it's when you've booked your flights, it's just really important to like, does your airline have a bassinet on the plane that you could get if you're in the right seats? Do they offer free like choosing your seats if you're flying with a baby? Like some, there are some perks. So I always say that it's, it's good. It take the time, do the research, find out what that airline offers for parents. Um, slow down is a big one. We've, I guarantee you're still going to make this mistake. I still make this mistake. We'll go on trips and we'll be like, Oh, that last one was so great. This time we're going to do this, 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 and this. And then your kids or your baby are just miserable. And you just, you just need to slow down. You have to set your expectations. You're not going to see everything you want to. I'm sorry. You're not, you can go back. You can always go back. And you're just going to have to slow down and just like give them some time to be kids because otherwise they will be miserable. Um, set your expectations, right? Like you, you're a parent at home, you know, kids have, they cry, they have bad days. So that's still going to happen. Um, get, again, just, you know, give them time to play. We've always done that. Start early. I think that's a big one. Don't wait until your kids are so old that you're like too intimidated to go because you've never done it. Babies. I think people get too caught up in the flying with a baby. And what if my baby cries for the whole flight? You know what? It might happen. That might happen to you. It might happen to me. But if you're trying to deal with it, people will recognize that. Flight attendants are your best friend. They will help you out, you know? And if it does, if it's the most awful flight ever, it's really only like 10 hours of your life. I know it seems long, but you will get through it. Um, And you might have an amazing trip. And don't let that ruin future trips. Don't be like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that again. Like <laughs> it's, it's such a small part. Don't get caught up in the flying part of it. Cause once you're there, it's so much easier. And like you said, people are probably more willing to help. And again, like everybody else on that airplane is an adult. If they didn't bring their headphones too bad for them, <laughs> you know, you only need to pack for yourself. If you didn't remember to bring your headphones, <laughs> yeah. pull out your wallet and buy some. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and I mean, I'm so not saying wanna... that babies should be disrupting everybody, but they're babies. They cry. This is life. Right. right? And it's public transportation. So, yeah. And that's just exactly. sort of one of the things you have to deal with. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask about flying was what kind of document the baby? Wait. Like, do you actually have to have? A, you need. Like, do babies have IDs? You need a passport if you're going international. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think you want to be cautious if you are flying with just one parent is make sure you have a letter of consent from the other parent. Just, you can go, I, they recommend bringing it. I'm not saying you're going to need it every time, but it's worth having with you. Um, I've never flown with like a birth certificate, but our kids, we, we all have the same name. We all have um, the same last name. So it's never been a problem. I have, I did recently see in a Facebook group that somebody, um, I think they weren't able to board the flight cause they didn't have the baby's birth certificate and the baby had a different name than the mom, different last name. And I was like, Oh goodness. Yeah. So I actually was reading horror stories about that too, where people were trying to travel and they were getting asked at check-in whether or not they had a birth certificate for the baby and they did not. 
and they did not let them fly. So we brought a copy of ours, uh, of her birth certificate, but we were not asked yeah. for it um, departing or coming coming home. Um, yeah. So we didn't even take it out, but we had it just in case. Yeah. So for d- domestic flights, they sometimes don't ask for anything, just like walk in. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, worth bringing just in case, because you never know. Um, I did do a little research on that. So I think the TSA says that it's airline specific as far as what your baby needs for documentation. But I did some digging and I couldn't find anything like that the airlines were specifically saying that you needed, but I I didn't spend that much time on it. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it doesn't hurt. Just do it. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't have, it doesn't hurt to be prepared, especially when you're trying to prepare so much to travel with the baby. Um, So Celine, before we, before we go, do you have any other advice to give a traveler, just general traveling advice? Oh, just do it, right? Like, get out there and do it. Like, it's not always going to be easy, but you have to keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know. That's not really advice, but... <laughs> I, it's advice. I like it. That's motivation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just keep doing it. I mean, and for you, it doesn't seem like there's any one age that they're better for traveling. Do you guys hear that storm? Is it... Yeah, yeah totally. it's, It sounds like it's a... It looks like a hurricane outside of my window right there. <laughs> First one of the season. Yeah. Oh, wow. That actually just passed my house about an hour ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully my power doesn't go out. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, some ages are more difficult. Like I said, like kind of that like nine months to like 18 months, somewhere in there can be, it's, it's just a little more difficult because they're starting to, you know, they're eating solid foods. It takes a little bit longer. So you do need to slow down a little bit more for that. And, you know, then they learn how to walk and they want to walk everywhere. And so it gets harder to carry them, but you do it, you figure it out. You take, you know, it takes a little bit longer. You let them walk and you enjoy having, you know, your child chasing pigeons in the piazza. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, you know, um, but it does get, it, it. I feel like it gets really fun. We were in Mexico, not this past December, but the December before. And like, we took our daughter zip lining for the first time. And now like, I was just like, oh my God, this is so much fun. <laughs> oh, wow. And she was four? She was four. She was just over four. Oh, I'm sure I would okay. get, I'm sure people would have comments about that. But you know what? She was actually almost a little too little and the guide actually was like you know what i would feel more comfortable we can just carry her like he carried her the whole time and took her with him because he was more experienced and so because i could have like held her like she was all hooked up and she had all the harnesses and all of that but he went with her and so yeah like tandem yeah and so at first he was like do you want me to take her with us because then we'll make sure we can all go and i was like Oh, that is up to her. Like she's four and a half years old. She needs to make the decision on whether or not she is comfortable going with somebody that she doesn't know. Like I was there the whole time, but I was coming behind and we had worked it up so much for her that she was like, no, I'm going. And I'm like, okay, but this guy is going to like pick you up sometimes. And he was like this big Mexican guy. And she was like, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm in, I'm in. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And she did it. And she was just like, she still talks about it. She yeah. still talks about it. That's great. Anyways. That's awesome. I can't wait to show my daughter the world. It's right? gonna be so great. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, all right. So, so for anybody listening, there yep. is a ton more information. A ton more information on your website, babycantravel.com. Everything from and familycantravel.com, family which I'm gonna look into now because I, I am an active traveler and that's awesome. that's my style. So I need to look into that as well. Um. But yeah, everything from the gear to destinations to trips, planning, guides, um, 
everything's here. What other social media uh, sites would you like to share? Um, so we're on all of them, but you're probably going to see us more active on uh, Instagram for sure for Baby Can Travel. What we like to do there is we use our hashtag Baby Can Travel, but we like to share all of the babies and toddlers traveling around the globe. So that one we use as more of a repost site. Um, we started it obviously with our own, but we like to share everybody else. So you'll see lots of that there. And we're on Facebook, you know, it's all baby can travel and Pinterest and family can travel is where we, you will find us and all of our crazy adventures. So, and again, Instagram, Facebook, the whole deal. Perfect. I might have to send you some pictures. Please do. (laughs) Please do send them to me. Just DM them to me. So you make sure I see them. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show today. Really appreciate it. Tons of good information. And I'm really looking forward to traveling with a baby. All right. I can't wait to see how your trip goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, please do. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much. So I think that ranks among maybe some of the more, one of the more practical podcasts we've done. It seems like we've tend to split the the podcast. It's either like travel stories or like a unique experience or then maybe a practical information. And this is one that I think I plan on going back or I know I plan on going back to and taking some notes. And I also booked Celine's webpage so I can actually go back and check out different equipment as my, as my daughter continues to grow. So I know you're not quite there yet with this, but you know, you're not to the point where you're researching strollers and baby backpacks, but I am assuming that you plan on keeping this one on deck for the near future. Oh yeah. Well, this was good. I think this is really nice for when we do have kids to have all of this already in mind to know that it is possible. Right. Like, right. More, Cause, cause a lot of the time I know Amanda and I were kind of waiting to have kids so we can enjoy some of our young adult life. And now we might not have to give up everything that we thought we did. And I travel was one of those things. So I'm actually kind of excited to, you know, get our family started. Right. It, it, the, the travel experience changes, but it also change, it changes for the better in a lot of ways. Um, seeing my daughter experience Georgia was super cool. So I can't wait till we actually take her abroad. Yeah. So give us a rating, whatever you're listening on, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public, any of those, that'd be great. Um, your reviews are all read by Bob and myself. And we actually haven't gotten any in a little while, and we're kind of disappointed about that. We like reading them on the air to kind of support our listeners. Anyway, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. We are on Twitter, and we do have a YouTube account. I would say Instagram is the more used one. And we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast, and we hope you tune in next week. Thanks again.